Namaste everyone. I am Dr. Nilakshi Dekha, a consultant endocrinologist at Apollo Hospitals, Guwahati, which is in Assam. I bring forth a very interesting case of diabetes with established cardiovascular disease. We have Mr. A.B., who is a 53-year-old executive who was diagnosed with diabetes six months back. When he came for routine checkup, he complained of weakness. His family history was positive for hypertension and myocardial infarction. He's a heavy smoker for the past 30 years. He quit five years ago and he has been trying to lead a healthier lifestyle. He has a history of previous MI around three years back. Physical examination revealed a weight of 92 kg with a BMI of 30, which is in the obese range. His blood pressure was 140 by 90. Laboratory evaluation revealed an HbA1c of 8.4%, LDL of 137, triglycerides 156. His renal function test showed that his eGFR was around 65 and his urine albumin creatine ratio was 50. He was on metformin 1 gram twice a day, telmisartan 40 milligram once a day, atorvastatin 10, amlodipin 5 once a day, aspirin and clopidogrel. The patient-centric approach has to now shift to management of CB protection in this patient, microvascular protection to prevent microvascular complications in the long term. Weight reduction is also one of the goals for us in the treatment of this patient. Reach glycemic goal with no hypoglycemic events because his HbA1c was out of the target 8.4%. And we also want him to provide with a convenient dose schedule considering that he's a corporate executive, which means that, which implies that he has a busy lifestyle. One of the most important primary consideration in this patient is cardio protection and also to optimize the glycemic control for CV risk reduction and address any weight issues. Now, in this scenario, what can we offer? What is the best treatment that we, that we can offer to this patient? Now, considering that he was already on metformin one gram twice a day and his HbA1c is 8.4%, so addition of another single monotherapy would not perhaps lead to a normalization of the HbA1c because even the ADA guideline states that any HbA1c, which is 1.5% out of the target, needs to be started on a dual combination therapy. So in this patient, our uh, treatment of choice would be adding a combination of HGLD2 inhibitor plus DPP4 inhibitor. The benefits which would be received from such a combination are cardiorenal protection, it would also offer a simple regimen and help us achieve early and durable glycemic goal with associated with additional benefits like weight loss and lesser chances of hypoglycemia. We know that cardiovascular disease is a leading cause of morbidity and mortality in type 2 diabetes and its onset is estimated to occur around 12 to 15 years earlier in patients with type 2 diabetes. The excess risk of atherosclerotic cardiovascular disease in patients with type 2 diabetes has been estimated to be at least that of uh, at least twice that of individuals who do not have diabetes. The Framingham Offspring Study with 1,945 subjects suggested two-third of the patients of diabetes have subclinical cardiovascular disease. Diabetes increases the risk of subclinical cardiovascular disease by almost 4.3-fold. And subclinical cardiovascular diseases, in turn, increases the risk of CV event by almost twofold. The vascular wall in patients with diabetes is well known to have advanced atherosclerosis. 
the EMPA-HART study, that is the effects of empagliflozin on cardiac structure, function, and circulating biomarkers in patients with type 2 diabetes, showed that empagliflozin resulted in early and significant reduction in the left ventricular mass as detected by cardiac magnetic resonance imaging and also suggest reverse cardiac remodeling may be also a possible contributor to cardioprotective effects of AJD2 inhibitors. In 2015, the era of evolving dimension of cardiovascular care in type 2 diabetes management began with the EMPAREG outcome. So that was the first study to actually highlight the possible benefits of an antihyperglycemic molecule, which showed to have profound effects, profound beneficial effects on the cardiovascular aspect. So EMPAREG outcome demonstrated significant benefits of empagliflozin for CV mortality by 38% CV events, as well as MACE in type 2 diabetes and cardiovascular disease. All types of cardiovascular deaths were reduced with empagliflozin. More prominent absolute benefits were observed for heart failure-related deaths and sudden deaths. The post hoc analysis of EMPAREG demonstrated consistent cardiovascular mortality benefit. Irrespective of whether the individual had prior CV events like MI or stroke, irrespective of whether the patient had heart failure burden, CKD, the baseline HbA1c level, and control of multiple CV risk factors on the background use of metformin. Now, the profound cardiovascular benefits which a molecule like empagliflozin brings is really intriguing and there has been several mechanisms which have been proposed for the cardiovascular effects of AGL2 inhibitors. It could possibly be because of osmotic diuresis, because of natriuresis leading to blood pressure lowering, decrease in the arterial stiffness and vascular resistance, could be because of decrease in weight and decrease in uric acid and oxidative stress, or it could be because of all of these cumulative benefits which are brought about by AGL2 inhibitors. It has also been reported that AGL2 inhibitors promote reverse cardiac remodeling, improve myocardial energetics and filling conditions, reduce the left ventricular wall stress and mass, and reduce blood pressure and arterial stiffness. The EMPA-HART CardioLink 6 study demonstrated that empagliflozin could produce early reverse cardiomodeling in type 2 diabetes and stable coronary artery disease. In the Carmelina and Carolina trials, which are two of the major cardiovascular outcome trials with lenagliptin, has showed that lenagliptin has also demonstrated cardiovascular and renal safety secondary endpoint of lenagliptin vis-a-vis placebo or active comparator when added to standard of care in patients with type 2 diabetes who were at high risk of cardiovascular uh, complications. In fact, in patients in the Carmelina trial had far more advanced diabetic diabetes, which means that they had more number of patients in the Carmelina trial had coexistent cardiovascular disease, had coexistent chronic kidney disease, because the mean duration of diabetes in Carmelina was close to 15 years, whereas the mean age of uh, diabetes in patients in the Carolina trial was close to six years. So which meant that in the Carmelina trial, where lenagliptin was the molecule which, which, was, which is in question, it showed cardiovascular and renal safety even in those individuals who were having end-stage kidney disease, who were having profound cardiovascular events. So EMPA, we see that empagliflozin has proved its merit, has proved its mettle in the EMPAREG outcome and various other trials with empagliflozin. And we also have lenagliptin with two major trials to back or support 
the cardiovascular and renal safety of lenalidocaine in patients having advanced diabetes with established ckd and established cardiovascular disease so we see that in this combination of empalina both these molecules have been have robust scientific evidence to show not only that these molecules have cardiovascular protective but they go a step ahead in also being cardio protective and being cardiovascular and renal beneficial empalina is available as first in class treatment in agld2 and dpp4 combination group of drugs at week 24 empalina showed statistically significant hba1c reduction as an add on to metformin the hba1c decrements by empalina has demonstrated 1.81% hba1c reduction at 24 weeks so in our case mr ab who has an hba1c of uh, 8.4% with a body weight of 92 kg with coexistent cardiovascular disease i think this combination of empa and lena with a robust scientific background with robust clinical trials which proves its cardiovascular benefits and reno protective effects this combination offers a suitable component in the strategy to achieve the target hba1c without predisposing the individual to dangerous hypoglycemia it also addresses weight gain in patients with high baseline hba1c level together with cardioprotective benefits in such patients with that note i thank you